You are listening to Bullet Points with Margot Bennett, the Executive Director of Women Against Gun Violence. Bullet Points is our 15-minute monthly update on hot topics in the gun violence prevention movement. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining me. I'm Margot Bennett, the Executive Director of Women Against Gun Violence, and this is Bullet Points, our 15-minute or less podcast, where we update you on hot topics in the gun violence prevention movement. I'm still recording from my home, so let me apologize in advance for any background noise. First, I'd like to also apologize for our podcast not being released on the second Monday of the month as usual. The January 6th events in our capital have left me reeling and I've had difficulty gathering my thoughts and working as usual. That being said, here we go. Today I will be talking about three topics. One, the attack on our capital and how the NRA has been encouraging sedition through its marketing plan, dangerous rhetoric, and political donations. Two, Another bill working its way across the U.S., this time to empower states to basically ignore all federal laws and rules that are not duplicated in the state. And three, the Los Angeles City budget. So let's get started with the January 6th attack on our Capitol and the NRA's role in inciting violence. Although the NRA calls itself a gun rights advocacy group, it's really nothing more than an advertising agency for gun manufacturers. That does not mean, however, it is not dangerous. It's very dangerous. The NRA receives significant funds from gun manufacturers and its primary purpose is to sell guns. And the way it sells guns is to sell fear, fear of the other, and fear of a tyrannical government. The NRA rarely, if ever, speaks up on behalf of the other. When a person of color or immigrant is arrested, shot, or killed by law enforcement in reaction to having a gun, even when that gun is owned and carried legally, you'll hear crickets from the NRA. This is in sharp contrast to their words and actions when white people carrying a gun are treated similarly by law enforcement. Also, not surprisingly, the tyrannical government label is assigned by the NRA to state and local governments and branches of the federal government only when led by Democrats. In the past, They have donated significantly to Republican candidates on all levels of government and donated over $30 million to elect Trump in 2016. And nowhere was this more apparent than on January 6th when those who refused to accept the recent presidential election, both elected representatives, militias, and others, rose up to fight what they see as an unlawful election of a leader from the tyrannical Democratic Party. The NRA donated over $525,000 to 135 
of the 147 seditious members of Congress in 2018 and 2020. As an important aside, I believe we were all horrified by the discrepancy in the policing of black protesters this summer compared to the policing of white insurrectionists invading our capital. Yet the capacity for grace within the black community is amazing and evident in the following sentiment which circulated across social media. We don't want you to shoot them like you shoot us. We want you to not shoot us like you don't shoot them. Frankly, it would be dishonest of me to say I'm not conflicted. Even though I regularly advocate for fewer guns overall and less militarization of the police, it was hard to not want the police to use guns to stop those white citizens threatening the seat of our democracy. Please check out this week's Action Alert, where I suggest ways you can address the inequality in policing. You can sign up to receive our Action Alerts on our website at www.wagva.org. Now I want to address yet another type of bill working its way across the United States. Over the past few months, I've spoken about the strict scrutiny doctrine and stand your ground laws. Both are efforts pushed by the NRA and pro-gun lobbyists to undermine our safety from gun violence. Now, in a revival of states' rights sentiment, not including the interest in overthrowing certain states' presidential elections, more states are considering passing laws that will allow states to ignore all federal laws and regulations that are not duplicated in the states. These efforts are sometimes called nullification because they would simply declare national actions unconstitutional and therefore void. Gun rights groups and individuals say that this will protect the Second Amendment. In reality, a person in violation of federal law cannot be protected by their state not having a similar law. But it is still important to acknowledge that the effort to undermine our safety is an ongoing one. More than three quarters of United States states have proposed nullification laws since 2008. More than half of those bills have come in the two years after the shooting at Sandy Hook Elementary School in Newtown, Connecticut. All but three were introduced since President Obama took office. Now let's talk about the LA City budget. In June 2020, the Los Angeles City Council voted to cut the Los Angeles Police Department's budget by $150 million for the 2020-21 fiscal year. The cuts followed the protests over police brutality in the wake of the death of George Floyd, who died in police custody. The council voted 12 to two in favor of the budget adjustments. This vote followed a previous unanimous city council vote to replace police officers with unarmed crisis response teams for nonviolent emergency calls. The proposed operating budget of the LAPD 
was about $1.86 billion before the cuts. The entire budget for the city of LA is about $10.5 billion. Some of the funds cut were to be used to limit the furlough of city employees due to the revenue shortfalls as a result of the pandemic. The rest of the money was to be invested in underserved areas and communities of color. In December 2020, Mayor Eric Garcetti vetoed the City Council's proposal on how to spend the money cut from the LAPD. The Mayor said that the Council's proposal included a lot of stuff that's just kind of business as usual. Garcetti said he would support a revised spending plan that focused on community engagement on issues such as racial justice and income inequality, protected jobs for city employees facing layoffs, particularly employees hired through a program that targets individuals from underserved populations, anti-violence programs, and a pilot program that has mental health workers respond to nonviolent 911 calls. We and other gun violence prevention organizations throughout Los Angeles, California, and the U.S. support the Los Angeles Intervention Coalition's call for a $54 million investment to expand the work of essential peacemakers. Gang intervention agencies and peacemakers are a proven community-based solution to improve safety, community well-being, and trust within Los Angeles's communities of color. We know that gun violence has increased significantly in LA City, primarily due to the surge in gun purchases, coupled with the impact of the pandemic. But we believe that it's important to focus on systemic causes as well as interventions that differ from the law and order methodology. The Los Angeles Intervention Coalition is comprised of 15 gang intervention agencies and groups working to create peace and reduce violence. Gang intervention has a demonstrated track record of saving lives and reducing unnecessary costs associated with the criminal justice system. It does that by closing many of the on-ramps to gang membership. As the country reimagines what a broader, more comprehensive public safety system looks like, we believe Los Angeles can be the national leader forging a new path. To join us in support of the expansion of the work of essential peacemakers, check out this week's action alert for ways to help. You can sign up to receive our action alert on our website at www.wagva.org. And here's one last word today about the NRA. Don't celebrate their bankruptcy announcement too soon. They are planning to relocate and reincorporate in gun-friendly Texas. Well, that's it for today. I wish you all a more peaceful future. If you have any questions, please feel free to email me at wagv at wagv.org. Thank you for listening to Bullet Points, and be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. 
visit our website at wagv.org to sign up for our action alerts. We're looking forward to you joining us next month.